Oh, hi, family. We got a Scorpio full moon and a total lunar eclipse happening on Sunday evening, uh, 11, 14 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're living in no coast or on the fresh coast, wherever you are, welcome. Welcome to this space. This is Inspired Astrology with Lauren K. Hickman, your humble host, your navigator of the celestial synergies, <laughs> harmonious or otherwise. Uh, glad to have you here. Thanks for taking time for yourself to sit down, listen to your being. And that would be my greatest suggestion for you with this eclipse season is just to listen. So take a moment, find your feet and your seat. Just noticing what other sounds you might hear in your space. Right, if you have earbuds or headphones in, you can sort of tune into the sound of my frequency. Maybe you can feel your pulse, your heartbeat. Do you notice with that beat when your eyelashes flutter? Can you tune into the quality, the climate of your breath? Why don't we just have a deep exhale together? Why don't you press all that air out of your lungs for just a moment? Reconnect with yourself with the moment. So pressing, pressing. Use the abdomen and the diaphragm to compress. Let it all the way out. Push, push, push. Get to that hollow point. Fill all the way up. Take a big sip to get even more air in. And then exit out. Whoosh. Disperse, empty, empty, empty. And then just let yourself inflate. You know, what temperature is it where you are? You know, can you scan your body and just notice what's going on there? Any sore spots? Any sweet spots? Can you feel where your clothing is connecting, contacting you. Maybe you can feel where your hair might be touching your head. Can you notice your ears? When we step into sensation, it calls us into the moment and that is what Taurus season is really here to teach. At its most simplest, in its most basic form, it's about being exactly where you are. And most of the time where you are is good. You know, essentially there's nothing happening. Or maybe you're on a walk or in your bath. Maybe you're driving. And there's phenomenon happening all around you. All this shapes and colors or maybe just sounds, whatever your perceptions gift to you. And I hope you can find ease. The Scorpio full moon contrasts the season. It penetrates. The world is fecund, flower-filled, bursting with life. A time associated with optimism, beginnings, 
get our minds turned to death, loss, grief, perhaps disappointment with change. Scorpio analyzes again and again where we've been, what we've said, what could have been, the mind in its foolish perception thinking we could go back, make amends. We cannot. However, we can be present with what we're experiencing right now. And now, right now, is all there is. Research indicates that when we recall a story or an experience, we evoke a memory of the last time we remembered it. Research indicates that when we recall a story or an experience, we evoke a memory of the last time we remembered it. We are, in reality, playing the telephone game with ourselves. We may focus on details blended from another experience, focus on recreating that hook, that feeling we've become addicted to, a subconscious form of self-sabotage. We draw self-incestually from our own emotional banks, our inner hell realms. We dig up our own burial grounds to pull us away from the present. Some of us are wired for happy, sad nostalgia. Some of us seek those skull-searing moments of agony. Whatever our neural pathways are reinforced with, we become, in a way, addicted to those emotional pulls. Taurus beckons our attentions back to the flowers, the scent in the air. It runs a feather along your arm, whispers wind through your hair to pull you back. Yet our mind takes us back to the memory compost heap, a midden pile of experiential debris, a pile of teddy bears, t-shirts, concert posters, your first kiss, the first time you felt something deeply and unabashedly human. Taurus calls you, come, stay here, be with me, make new moments with me. During this polarization, this particular axis of transformation, we are called to review, reevaluate, relearn how we've fostered the relationship with ourselves. We turn to our past, our emotional roots, the core memories that shape our behaviors in order to face the pain and perhaps allow ourselves new pleasures. How much do you value yourself? Be honest. This eclipse, we may find ourselves pointing fingers at the villains of our lives. Mothers and fathers, past lovers, shitty friends, seeking salvation in our victimhood. Meanwhile, we drink poison and expect others to die. 
Meanwhile, we take too much or fail to take any responsibility for the stories we relive, the ones being evoked in order to heal them. There you go. Happy Scorpio full moon. (laughs) This eclipse is a bandaged wound being unwound to heal. So bite the frog, face the fear, and confront the truth that you are the constant variable in every equation in your life. When has that eternal villain served to reinforce the story you've been telling yourself? What toxic toxic pattern is binding you to the past and pulling you from the present? The present is where we heal it all. Time is a linear construct and everything that has ever been or will ever be exists in this very breath. So stay here. Here is where the healing happens. As I read this report to you out loud, I realize that I missed sending out this final paragraph. And I love that eclipse is a bandaged wound being unwound to heal. And healing's uncomfortable. Um, So I hope you're being really, 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 really gentle with yourself. Um, Wherever you are, there might be a, you know, science group or some kind of planetarium uh, hosting a viewing, uh, especially here in the Midwest, um, part of the eastern United States, because the the, uh, total lunar eclipse um, will create a blood moon uh, tomorrow night. And that's a very dramatic term for the moon turning red. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is significant in human history. I was reading about the history of eclipses and how they're, you know, associated with, uh, change, often the death of a leader or a king. Um, there's often some, some drama happening. Um, and, you know, I'm just, I'm hurting a little bit cause I, I heard that there were two shootings simultaneously happening last night in Milwaukee um, and I've been receiving uh, texts from from friends. Uh, Emily Parker, thank you um, for thinking of us. Um, we were not at the Bucks game last night. <laughs> we ended up staying in, um, just you know, doing some homey time, right? Because it's feel, still feels weird to go out, and uh, there's another surge happening. Um, but I am devastated to hear that 21 people were wounded uh, in multiple shootings. Multiple people were arrested. Um, many, many, many guns were uh, confiscated. And I, I don't know, I, you know, I was uh, between, uh, between posting the report um, and moving upstairs to record this podcast, I saw in upstate New York, there was um, a hate crime in Buffalo, New York, um, at a grocery store. It's really easy to to feel paralyzed by fear in these times. Um, You know, so many of us are still 
locked up, sequestered from society because of the virus um, and the implications on our health. Uh, this weekend, the United States hit one million in the death toll of um, coronavirus-related deaths. Scorpio being about death, about transformation, about the compost heap. Um, I think just a moment of silence for that, for those losses. Um, All of us have been affected and all of us have been changed permanently as a result of the last couple of years. And uh, the fear is, is real. We live in very dark times, but they say that it's always darkest before the dawn. And I really, truly in my heart want to hold on to that quality of optimism and resilience. And we've all had to be very, very strong. And how do we soften? How do we start to trust again? How do we trust ourselves? How do we trust our decisions, the choices we've made when we're constantly looking back and reevaluating, maybe wishing for a different outcome? And I'm not, you know, I am not impervious to the same uh, phenomenon as a human. Um, I rewrite my own history constantly. And I dream about the uh, multiverses, the parallel life streams that I might have taken should things have been different when I was younger. Um, But honestly, I don't really want to be anywhere else. And usually when I check in with myself, when when I really check in and I'm really honest about where I'm at right now, I usually feel pretty good about it. Usually I'm okay with where I'm at. And had one decision been made differently in my life or in anybody else's life, we'd be living in a different reality. It'd be very different. <laughs> my mom is uh, you know, an esoteric astrologer and she sort of abandoned astrology and metaphysics for the Course in Miracles. You know, rather than analyzing what happens in the afterlife uh, or, you know, all of the planes of the material, physical, emotional, causal, buddhic, astral, all the planes, all the potentials, right, of our evolving consciousness as esoteric literature tends to cerebrally uh, try to conceptualize, right, for our tiny human awareness, (laughs) very finite human awareness, uh, she's reading The Course in Miracles and, and going through that course once again. And for those who aren't familiar with The, the Course in Miracles, it was kind of a, a channeling or a download uh, by some, I don't know if they were graduate students in some psychology program back in the 70s. Um, but it is, it's a pretty special text, I have to say. And it's um, supposedly channeled through the ashram, the teaching school, of Master Jesus, and take that with a grain of salt. You know, I neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that this is a possibility or that is exactly what that book is. Um, but it is a book that teaches about forgiveness and the miracle of forgiveness and the miracle of this moment. And in 
the past couple of weeks, I've had a lot of anxiety, I have to tell you. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure I sound great right now, right? But that's not always the case. Um, I, I spin out just like everybody, you know, most people. Um, and, you know, she told me everything's going to work out. It's already happened. You're just catching up on the timeline. And it's like, a, it's tough to swallow that one. You know, if, if everything's already happened, everything that exists is in the now, in the present, you know, that means that we can ripple through time forward and backward doing quantum leaps of healing. I want to believe that's true. Um, but I'm addicted to my ego. I'm addicted to my patterns. I'm addicted to uh, my dark self-sabotage stuff still. That's why I'm in a body. <laughs> That's why I'm doing this work. Uh, it's been an imperfect process. Had a lot of um, ugly experiences and relationships and the way I treat myself, right? But that's, that's the process. That's where we go. Um, so shout out to The Course in Miracles. Um, I have not actually read the text, but I do get it spoon-fed from my mom quite a bit. Um, you know, the Festival of Christ is associated with the Libra full moon. And here we have Wisak, which is the festival, festival of, uh, of the historical Buddha uh, falling on the Scorpio full moon. And I feel like that is so appropriate because Buddhism does feel a lot like Taurus Scorpio as the axis of transformation. Being here and now and in your body, in the present, um, being okay with simplicity Right? And also acknowledging that there are, it's easy to make things complicated, you know, right? Complexity, simplicity, that we can take ourselves ahead into uh, future thought processes, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever done a meditation intensive, but I have rebuilt and, uh, and uh, unwound entire universes and life streams. Uh, just sitting on a meditation cushion, staring at a floor. We do a lot of dumb shit with our minds when we're bored. And we do a lot of dumb shit with our minds when we're just living our regular lives, not even taking away all of the distractions, um, being bolstered in a retreat setting. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know what your experience is with Buddhism as a practice, Uh but, um, my, you know, my partner's reading Thich Nhat Hanh's book on fear. Um, and I just have noticed, I know, I've noticed that, you know, great uh, teacher Thich Nhat Hanh coming up on um, mindfulness magazines and the grocery store setting and, you know, just keep coming across these collections of his work. And I would highly, highly recommend fear. Um, you know, Tree even mentioned to me that the report tonight seems to resonate with a lot of the very, very simplistic teachings um, from that, that state of considering the mind and considering our human condition uh, through this lens of Buddhism. So if you're working with a lot of fear, you know, pick up some Pema Chodron, pick up some Chogim Trungpa, pick up some Ram Das, Tich Nhat Hanh. Um, I looked up uh, Ram Dass's chart tonight just because I kept thinking, be here now. And he was an Aries conjoined with Uranus in the North Node in the 10th house. Cancer rising. Very, very interesting. I was kind of hoping he was a Taurus, but he only has a Taurus Venus. But that's, you know, that's significant. Taurus Mercury. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, 
This is some of the technicals with this moon if you are on an astrological adventure learning the language. The Scorpio moon is trying the Mars-Neptune conjunction in Pisces. So Mars-Pisces, Neptune in Pisces. Neptune's been in Pisces for over a decade, right? Um, I think it moved in in 2007 or 2008, just to give you some context. And it'll be moving out in the next two to three years. Uh, Mars moves a lot faster. Um, so Mars and Pisces meeting Neptune. Uh, this can be an utterly compassionate, like overtly compassionate, sort of like ooey gooey, like, let me show you how much I love you, compassion. <laughs> or absolutely uh, self-loathing, right? Because Mars is passion. And in Pisces, it can be internalized, right? So if um, drink responsibly, I'm going to be that that ad, that advertisement. Um, Mars in Pisces is often associated with uh, dancing. So hopefully like you can take out some of that, you know, that, that saucy feeling with some, some good music and get your, get your groove on. Pisces is associated with the feet. Um, it's also associated with being like, uh, like a deep, dark drunk and showing up in situations filled with loathing resentment right? And resentment is drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. Um, So, right. So (laughs) don't let that aggression turn inward to smolder, right? There are amazing ways. uh, Communication, drawing. (laughs) I know it's drawing. I like saying drawing because, hello, my name is Simon and I like to do drawings. SNL, anybody? 90s, anybody? All right. (laughs) All right. Um, Non-communication is a form of communication. There is near exact square to Saturn, which is an Aquarius still. Um, And from where I am in Milwaukee, uh, how I pulled the horoscope, uh, it's the ruling uh, chart force because this, you know, this placement is in uh, Capricorn rising in the horoscope for Milwaukee. So Saturn does play a great significance in here, which can bring up fears and anxiety, Aquarius, about time, the past or the future. Saturn is considered to be Kronos, you know, time, the, you know, the, the weight of time, history, uh, the weight, the burdens of our human experience. Um, that uh, evokes a lot of my, um, I don't know if you follow me on IG, but I definitely had like a little rant about uh, the Supreme Court and that all of this has been revealed with the rev- revocation of the Roe v. Wade uh, suggestion. So don't, you know, don't listen to me, read the news. This was just like a letter that was surfaced indicating that that was a possibility you know, Planned Parenthood has been hosting these uh, amazing gatherings. And today, millions of people showed up either virtually or in person to, uh, to support uh, Bands Off Our Bodies, which is the initiative. So I encourage you to donate. Um, you know, often I'm like, hey, send me five bucks. Please send Planned Parenthood $50. Okay. <laughs> this is, this is our rights. You know, I'm, this is not about uh, politics. This is about health care and access to safe health care. Saturn patriarchy. So Pluto, uh, Scorpio's ruling planet is in retrograde um, and it is sextile to the moon and the south node in Scorpio. So 
obviously Pluto connected to Scorpio. So this adds fuel to the transmutive fires surfacing our power struggles, our control issues, and our obsessive thinking. I've <laughs> uh, been getting a lot of texts about that, like the sort of on loop. Um, if you are on loop about something, go outside, right? There's been this hysterical meme about like, go touch grass, like get off your phone and go touch grass. Um, there is truth to that, especially in Taurus season of just getting yourself outside of the pattern, the habit, the, the ritual, whatever routine that you're getting in that's becoming like a cycle or spinning out uh, and just taking a walk can shift your consciousness, right? Smelling a flower, hugging a tree, uh, just changing your perspective, you know, do a handstand, <laughs> anything that will, will get you out of that, um, the spiral, right? The moon's connection to retrograde Gemini Mercury is offering this reevaluation, right? So, uh, you know, people, you'll hear me again and again talk about Mercury retrogrades and, you know, that it's, it's not drama. Uh, I mean, yes, mishaps happen, uh, you know, with travel and transit and communication and movement and letters and wording and being understood, um, Yes, that happens, but really it's about that whole like reevaluation, slowing down, finishing old projects. Um, you know, I my first my first jab was at this place called Lola's Fine Coffee in Valley Junction in Des Moines, Iowa. And shout out to anyone listening who knows Lola's. It was one of the first coffee shops in Des Moines in the nineties, um, after Zanzibar. Uh shout out to Zanzibar love you guys. Um, but Lola's was like, it's like kitschy, like grandma shop with mismatched teacups. And, uh, it was, it was cute. It was quaint. And it was the first job that I, that I had, um, that was legit. Cause I was definitely working underage, but at 14 working there under, um, a woman, an amazing woman who's also an astrologer. And I didn't put that together until much later in life and realized that she asked for our birth details on our application so that she could create the schedules. And uh, I, I have to say that's some pretty powerful shit right there. And, you know, recently she said that during Mercury retrograde, she never takes on new clients. And I, I don't know, I wish she wouldn't have told me that because sometimes I get a little in my head where I'm like, oh man, <laughs> should I be doing this? Like, I hope that I can see this person. I hope that I can listen with clarity and insight. And I think that intention t- sometimes cuts through the, the BS, but uh, I've, I've had a couple moments this week where I was like, my brain's not working. I can't hear anything. I don't understand anything. Um, anyhow, so retrograde Gemini Mercury, re- reevaluation of the patterns, tendencies, and stuck energy that is ripe and ready to let go, especially when we have all this Pluto Scorpio stuff, being in the present moment, Taurus season, Scorpio digging deep. Chiron and Venus are conjunct in Aries as well, asking us to shit or get off the pot in regards to going after our dreams and desires. Right? Chiron uh, is the, the wound, simply put, um, our whining, the thing that we whine about. So I'm wondering what you are whining about. So let it go or do something. Even if it's just a little something, right? You don't, you don't have to like quit your job and like move to Rio. (laughs) You can try out for that play after work. You could take a class. You could download an app. 
Uh, you could book a trip. You could try, right? Um, and sometimes just trying and playing things out in reality, it makes us realize like, hell no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's not something I want to do. Um, I was sharing with a client today who came up from Madison uh, that, you know, I... Um, I have this like alternate life. I was talking about parallel lives where I am an actress because uh, I always wanted to be an actress when I was a kid. And I did theater theater in high school, played the ingenue and a lot of the plays. Got kicked out because um, drugs. I was a substance, uh, a, I had a substance disorder, right? I, uh, I was young and that's how I did things. Survival, right? Uh, forgiving former Lauren for getting kicked out of plays. So I think there's part of me that has a lot of um, regret or sadness around that mere fact and that I moved out to New York and I only tried out for one audition. I did one audition for one indie film and then kind of dropped it. You know, I got headshots. I did all these things and like never took the next step. Um, And I always wonder what that would have looked like, right? Um, my grandpa was engaged to Cloris Leachman during the war, and I, I got to meet her in my 20s. And in my teen years, she, you know, wrote me and gave me this poem and said I needed to memorize it. And, you know, I just thought she was so cool because she was this like badass chick from small town Des Moines, Iowa, that basically got on a bus, moved to New York, and then went to a phone booth and just started calling all of these agencies once she arrived. That was her path, people, not mine. (laughs) And I want to remind you about that if you are feeling FOMO or getting on, you know, the dark side of your awareness, uh, beating yourself up about stupid things that you didn't do, because if you were supposed to be doing them, they would have already happened, right? What you're doing right now is important. Where you are right now is absolutely where you need to be. You are right with time. You are right with time. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but guess what? We don't know the big picture. And that's another aspect of Scorpio right there, right? We have the the ground scorpion who's very protective and guarded and like ready to attack. It's sort of this like waiting in ambush sort of energy, right? Like who's going to hurt me? What's going to happen? I'm going to get hurt again. I don't want to get hurt. Nothing, da, 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 right? And then we have the eagle, which is perspective. That's the second set of Scorpio's energy when it transforms and and gathers awareness through height, right? Through separation, through uh, objective viewpoint. And it's really hard to get objective because human, um, but we, we can try to step back and have a look at things, have a look at our lives with some gentleness uh, or recognizing that that stupid thing happened. So then another good thing could happen, then a stupid thing happened, and then a really good thing happened, and then more good things happen interspersed with stupid things. (laughs) Simply put, uh, go with the flow, question mark. How do we do that? Stop fighting. How do I do that? I don't know. I'm an Aries. I always am looking for tension in a battle. So hopefully you're getting that figured out. uh, And then you can write and tell me how you've done it. I made a quiz. You should go on my website and do it because I spent an entire afternoon making it. Um, and then I had to redo it because I didn't want to pay for the fancy stuff. So you should, you should go take my quiz. <laughs> uh, made some new offerings and packages. Um, you know, I, I can't say enough about the, the power of working together on a regular basis. And if we do that on a regular basis, 
then I can cut you some slack on the pricing, right? And also you can call me if the pricing doesn't work for you. I'm sure that we can, we can figure it out. That's why I have tiered pricing. I have um, adjusted pricing for low income trans BIPOC uh, seniors, right? Because if, if I'm not helping you, what's the point? That's all I have to say. So I've done a lot of sessions uh, in the last couple of weeks, especially around eclipse season. I went back to Des Moines. I worked out of uh, a studio downtown on Kiaway for the first time. And when I was getting set up, they were like, hey, you can use this salt lounge. And I was like, yes, I will go use this magical room. And I did. And there was a child in there and the child shit their pants when I was in this small room. And they left the kid and the mom because parent and <laughs> the, the smell really clung. Right. And you're in when you're in a halotropic room, I don't know, halo salt, when you're having a salt lounge experience, you're breathing crystallized salt or like, you know, broken up salt in the air. And it's wonderful for your skin and it's relaxing, great mineral product, you know, yada, yada, yada. But um, so I'm just breathing in like poopy smell. And I leave, I leave afterwards and I'm like, wow, what's that about? Oh, this weekend's going to be about inner child shit. There you go. So uh, that was true. <laughs> and I had some really amazing sessions and kind of cut myself some slack. I, you know, I kind of tuned down my sessions a bit. I thought that I was going to come down to Des Moines and sell my car, but it wasn't ready. It was still in the shop. And hence me talking to my mom and panicking, like, what if I'm doing this wrong? I have so much anxiety. It all worked out. Right. So the car was fixed. Um, and even the repair shop guy, who's kind of like a like old uncle, like the old nice uncle that helps you fix your car up. And he was just like, you got to sell this thing. <laughs> it was the second time he'd done over five thousand dollars of work on this car in six months. Uh, so for those of you who don't know the story, I've had five cars since Gemini season of 2020. Um, I have a Gemini North node. Uh, in the ninth house, <laughs> uh, South Node Sag third. So um, there's there's definitely some correlation there between cars and vehicles and my own karma. Ha ha ha, chortle. So I I now have a Mitsubishi. This is the first time I've ever had a Mitsubishi, and it reminds me of my my first beloved car, which was a green Subaru Outback. And I got that green Subaru Outback because of one of the older girls that worked at Lola's Fine Coffees, who I absolutely adored. Jessica Flaskrid, wherever you are, you're beautiful. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to have this like super Saturn and Scorpio uh, whip. Thanks, Tia, for that. Those kind words. Uh, it's black. It has uh, very dark tints on the window. I cannot tell you if it's legal or not they're dark. <laughs> and it's kind of great for my very, very sensitive eyes. But it all worked out. And I, you know, I'm so glad that I got to go back up to Kosha with my new car, new old car, and uh, do sessions, transformer sessions right before this next eclipse. So I've, you know, been doing a lot of work within the season. Um, and it's, it's been remarkable, right? Seeing the shadow, the underbelly, the, the blockages that, uh, prevent us from feeling at ease and that's like the most basic thing that we could ask for is to just feel at ease um i got into grad school 
when's the last time I spoke with y'all? Um, I, after the car was stolen the second time, uh, it was stolen on both, uh, equinoxes, the fall and then the spring equinox. Um, I reached out to my friend Monica and had her do a tarot pull for me, which is not a normal activity of mine. And it was all about money. All of it was about money. Lots and lots of coin. So I did what any impulsive Aries would do. I applied for grad school for a social work program to become a clinical social worker. I was accepted and I'm enrolled in classes. I even have a campus ID card. I met with one of the advisors from the Helen Bader School of Social Work here at University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. It was very, 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 very weird to be on a campus in a student center. It was weird. Um, but I did it and I'm scared and I'm still going to go with it. I'm not scared enough to not do this. Uh, I am terrified of commitment because it's been a long time since I was like, yeah, I'm going to do something for like six years. Uh, I think that I wouldn't have made it through college or 12 years of sober recovery had I thought of it in those terms. So I'm going to take it a day at a time, just like we do taking it a day at a time and I'm going to see how it goes. Uh, they do field placement. It's a lot harder up here than it is in Iowa. I just have to, to, to give the shout out to a super tough social work program up here. Um, but I get to study things like psychopathology. I get to study stuff that like I'm actually interested in and human systems and social systems and oppression and trauma and diversity and things that I really give a fuck about. And hopefully someday, end goal, I can do astrology and I can do Reiki and I can also be licensed and serving under insurance, right? That's the goal because accessibility. And that's why I made more packages. (laughs) I I knew that there was some reason that I got on that, on that rant, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a couple years and my life is going to change very, 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 very much after this, after this fall. Uh, but until then, I am uh, completing one dream of mine, which is to go out to Seattle. been wanting to go since I was 13 and with a purpose, an astrology conference called Norwak, which I can't remember what those letters mean, but it's something about the Northwest and astrology. Yes. So I'm going and I am dropping some small business administration loan money for a hotel and a flight. And I am going to eat up and soak up as much as I can um, because this might be the the last opportunity for me to really get some uh, hardcore education in uh, from that standpoint. Still working on the book with Ryan. Uh, it's it's going splendidly, but Ryan Evans is out collecting lilacs right now, so hard to keep that going. So writing writing an astrology book that's going to rock the world with a flower farmer uh, is, is a very special experience. A Neptunian Sagittarius flower farmer <laughs> living in the Driftless of Wisconsin. Thank you, Shana. Fate. Shana Meshbesher, people. Um, if you... If you've never heard me post about this before, Shayna hosts DJ, she's DJ Slim, uh, Fridays, every other Friday on WDRT Viroqua. And you should look up Booty Tunes for the Dairy Air. 
and you should listen to it. It's 10 to midnight every other Friday with DJ Slim. And, you know, Shana, you have introduced me to every cool thing I've ever listened to. I owe a lot of my coolness to you um, because you're amazing. And I want everyone out there to tune into that because you put a lot of love and work into these radio shows and you have impeccable taste. So into it. And Shana Noga Erez is going to be playing at Summerfest this summer. So you need to come down and hang. If I even have time to go to a festival. Good grief. Um, <laughs> what else is happening? Well, I wanted to go to Ethan Nickturn's meditation retreat in upstate New York. However, I have an opportunity to complete some training. And you'll hear more about that when I will talk about it more openly. So I'm going to be doing some um, adjacent training that's more related to the work that I'm already on. But hopefully um, I'll be able to get out and do an in-person retreat on the East Coast when the time is right. I'm a little, little very much bummed about that, um, you know, because the world is finally opening back up. And I'm going to lock myself into a closet reading books about policy and welfare for the next few years. Um, Also, Douglas Brooks, who uh, runs Rajanika, which is a Vedic program, uh, doing, doing summer camp in upstate New York. And I can't go to that either. I'm super bummed. But, you know, trainings, astrology conference, it's all pretty great great, grand, and wonderful. So I'm, I'm super grateful for all the amazing opportunities that I have. I have a couple slots at Kin on May 21st. I think there was at least two available. I think may, maybe just two, uh, just 15 minute slots at Kin's Mystical Shop in downtown Eastern, Eastern Village, Des Moines. Uh, I'm just popping into town for a surprise and also to do these sessions super quick. Um, so if, uh, if you want to see me, you better get on that. Kin, dsm.com slash events. And that's all folks for now. Uh, I'm Lauren K. Hickman. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren K. Hickman or follow Ursa Day Healing Arts at Ursa Day underscore, 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 because I keep changing the Instagram handle, because I don't know, Ursa Day Healing Arts, Ursa Day, I think Ursa Day is pretty like mysterious and kind of sexy. I'm into it. Um, my studio is in the Lincoln Warehouse here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's noisy, it's brick, it's glass, and it's amazing. I am so grateful that I've been able to uh, stay in that space, and I'm hoping through the support of my community, of Madison, of Milwaukee, of the surrounding neighborhoods, that I'll be able to maintain that space as I'm going through graduate school, because doing this work is what really brings me life and joy, and that's why I do it, because this is what I want to be doing. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing it otherwise. Uh, what else do I got? Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna hook up with the uh, dragon Donna, Donna meaning offering in Sanskrit, uh, you can send me five bucks a month. It actually turns out to be like four seventy five because of fees, but that that helps. Every little bit helps to sustain this work, uh, to help me navigate life things while I navigate life things. Still doing virtual sessions, you know, absentia Reiki. It's powerful, soul to soul. 
you know, being able to do this work, open doorways in the etheric portal and to connect soul to soul. It's, it's really incredible. Uh, scene is my astrology hour, intuitive counsel, you know, basically bringing your shit to the table and we're, we'll unpack it together. I will help you rifle through the mess. The Transformer sessions are my two-hour signature service. Uh, those are only to be done in person as it is a uh, subconscious technique from my Reiki lineage, uh, a gift, a gift, absolutely. Um, it's one of the only services that I perform for the most part uh, just because I, I wouldn't have it any other way uh, to be able to hold space and to, to sort out what we're, how we're self-sabotaging, right? I did a couple of refresh sessions, uh, half hour sessions with clients this week, uh, little quickies. And uh, I hope that I didn't uh, shook <laughs> my client on Friday too bad. Uh, that's just part of doing what I do. You know, I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm going to cut to the chase because that's what I want you to do with me too. I think that's all. I hope that you are at ease I hope that you find peace, that you find joy, that you may feel pleasure during the season and that uh, just knowing that where there is darkness, you can shine light. Stay inspired. You can find Lauren on Instagram at Lauren K. Hickman or schedule a personal reading. Please donate to support this work.